Can you celebrate the greatest of you? Today, I have the Love Life Tribe joining me to answer the question, what I love about me. Welcome to Love Life, featuring your host, Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Today, it's time to shine the light on all that is fabulous about us. I know you guys are into self-development in a big way, and yet so often we spend a lot of our time looking at what it is we want to change or heal or grow. However, today, I want to celebrate. So together, let's celebrate what it is we love about ourselves. Feeling the power of how truly magnificent we are. It's a gorgeous way to step through the day. So today we're joined by the Love Life Tribe, where we are able to join in their celebration of what it is they love about themselves the most. We have stories of truth speaking that leads to a moment of self-actualization, the power of a smile and affirmations, celebrating the journey of personal development, plus compassion, sensitivity, curiosity, determination, creativity, and courage. It's time to hear from the Love Life Tribe. Hi, I'm Danielle Jones, and I'm from Houston. One of the things that I love about me is that I have the ability to look in the mirror and smile at myself and completely change my whole entire day. Um... I am a firm believer in affirmations. So, I mean, I'll look at myself in the mirror, I'll smile, and I'll say whatever affirmation that I need to get through the day. And it just completely changes my whole outlook perspective on the day whatsoever. And I'm like, okay, I can face this day and everything is going to be great. Everything is going to work out the way that I want it to work out. And it'll be just that. Well, first off, I love that you can look in the mirror and smile at yourself. You know, sadly, there are so many people that can't look in the mirror. They will look. They might look at their nose or their hair or their teeth, but they won't look at their eyes. And it's such a powerful thing to be able to look in your... I love mirror work. I love looking in my eyes. I think it feels so good to be able to go... I love you because, you know, if I can't do it for myself, who else is going to do it for me? Right. I mean, I think that it's, it's really a great tool. I mean, I don't, I know some people kind of struggle with it because some of my friends that I tell to do it, they're like, Danielle, stuff doesn't work. And I'm like, trust me, it does. Like I have been in the position where I don't want to get out of bed in the morning where I've been crying for no reason at all. And I don't even remember where I first learned about doing that, but whatever, wherever I heard it from, it just worked for me. And I tell other people to do it as well. And it's like, you know, when you look at yourself and you smile and you just begin to think, I like me. I like what I see and I'm okay just the, the way that I am. And you just begin to accept yourself and you begin to love on yourself and you really change the way that you look at yourself and how you think in the process. And it's not something that's like a big aha moment. Like it's, it's sort of like, you know, takes 
it takes a toll because at first you're doing it, you have to kind of fake it till you make it, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, I did a lot of faking it, yes. <laughs> yeah. So you have to kind of fake it a little bit, you know, to get it through, to say it, because it doesn't sound authentic because it's going against the way that you're feeling on the inside. And so you have to keep saying it until you actually feel it. And then once you feel it and then you look at yourself one day and all of a sudden that smile that's looking back at you is authentic. And you're like, where did this come from? This is so powerful. And yet I know that there'd be listeners that would think, oh, yeah, ho-hum. I've heard this a million times before. But there is a moment when we do something repetitively. There is a switch that goes off that suddenly it's real isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. You know, and you, you don't even think about it like conversely, how you tell yourself all these negative things and how you believe it. And it's like, oh, I'm fat. I'm ugly. Nobody's going to want me. And you, you think these things repetitively and you don't even realize how that really just drains you. And so you start to believe that type of thinking and then when you try to do it the opposite way and say I love you you're beautiful I love looking at you you know you can take over the world like one day at a time and it's like why why can I do this why why is it that I can do this because I've been telling myself the whole time that you know you're ugly I don't want you so why all of a sudden can I believe that I can do everything and that you know I'm a beautiful person so it takes that moment of adjustment because there's been years or months or however long that you've been telling yourself these negative things. So when you try to do it the other way around, it's like, what? And you just have to kind of fake it till you make it. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, my God, I can do things. I can read five books in a month because I set that goal. You know, I can go out to eat by myself and not feel ashamed about doing that, about being alone. And everybody's going to be looking at me. And it's like, oh, my God, is she alone? Nobody wants her. No, I'm here because I want to eat. With the mirror work combined with the affirmation, I'm a huge fan of this. Louise Hayes, I remember seeing her on stage talking many years ago, and it was a joke about what she kept in her bra. And she pulled out a compact mirror, you know, the little round makeup mirrors. She kept it in her bra. And to this day, now this woman's been a wonderful role model of self-worth, self-acceptance, self, um, self-confidence. Her self-love is, you know, well, she is the role model of it. And yet to this day, she still will pull that compact out of her bra, look at it and say, I love you, Louise. I really, really love you. And her desk, I saw her desk and it had a a mirror was attached to the side of the desk that she could swing it around before. She said she did it before she was going into a difficult conversation. She knew that there might be some conflict uh, or that it might have strong emotions around. And she would turn the mirror to herself and just say some beautiful affirmations of, you've got this, Louise, I love you, we're okay, let's do this. And then she'd swing the mirror away and into her office would walk somebody for a difficult conversation. She also had affirmations in her bra. And I have to admit that I loved that. <laughs> so I started 
stuffing my bra with affirmations <laughs> and I've got great big size S breasts. So there's a lot of room for me to carry a lot of affirmations in there. But one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Danielle, is this get this tipping point. You know, you've got the friends that say, that's rubbish. It won't work for me. I can't do that. And I too have had very skeptical clients where I've said, I'm giving you a little affirmation and I want you to do it as a science experiment on yourself. Don't mm-hmm. believe just because Danielle and I say it so. Do right. it as a test to you and yourself. And so I'd give them a little affirmation. It might be something like, I am a kind, considerate person. I love myself unconditionally. So a very simple one. I have yet to meet a person that isn't kind and caring when they are feeling good about themselves. I would agree with that. Because when you feel good about yourself, you have nothing but good to share with others. When you feel down about yourself, you want everybody else to feel down with you or you want to bring them down to your level but when you're operating when you're vibrating higher but everybody to vibrate higher with you so yeah I, I completely agree with that 100 percent. so therefore that little simple affirmation is true of every person walking the planet so I love that you've brought this up today because it's given us a chance to try and encourage others to do this exercise to get to the point where like Danielle, you are rocking a great, big, gorgeous smile. (laughs) I like the smile because you start to feel it. That's why I smile at myself when I say these things in the mirror, because it helps me to feel it and it makes it more believable. So that's why I like the smile. I am a smiler as well. So you and I have that in common. But I also love the power of a smile because your gorgeous smile, I mean, it is contagious. We do mirror people. It's infectious. It is infectious, isn't it? I'm going to ask if you can post a gorgeous selfie of your beautiful smile. (laughs) I will. Will you? Thank you. So pop it in the Love Life Tribe when the episode goes up because you have got a rock star smile. You really do have. What are some of your favorite affirmations that you use, Danielle? Um, Okay, so one of the affirmations that I say daily is um, you are beautiful and you can accomplish anything you put your mind on. Today is going to be a great day. It's going to be one of the best days of your life. Enjoy it. And I really like that because it sets the tone for my day because it's like, you know what? Everything is going to be just okay it's going to be fine no matter what if whatever happens throughout the day I can handle it and everything's going to be fine and I love that you've said and I'm going to enjoy it yeah like I want to have a pleasurable experience while I'm here and I've spent so many days where I just I wasn't happy and it, it was no reason for me to be unhappy It's like I have everything that I need. I'm not in a place of lack, but somewhere along the line, mentally, I was lacking something. And if I really want to just boil it down and pinpoint it, it was really just self-love. Because, I mean, I, I can take care of myself. I don't have a shortage of dates. I mean, I'm not married or anything, but if I want to go out with somebody, I can go out with them. And I have a good job. 
my son, he's not a complete pain in my ass. You know, I mean, I love him. <laughs> so, I mean, if I was looking at my life from a glass half full, you know, versus it being versus everything being just enjoyable and taking the day for what it is, taking things for what it is and enjoying it. You know, so it's like, why am I doing this? And I actually, um, I actually went to therapy and, and the therapist was like, why, why are you sad? And I was like, I really don't know. (laughs) And she was just like, just, just tell people no, because that was one of the issues that I had. I was trying, trying to be a little bit of a, bit of a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she was like, just just say no. Like, you have to take care of yourself first and realize that you're going to get pushed back and it's going to be OK. And and I swear I got so much pushback from people. And I was just like, but what if I don't do this? And what if I don't do that? Then nothing will get done. And it's just like, you know what? No, everybody needs to be self-sufficient. Everybody can't depend on me for everything. And then once I got that in my head, everything just went smooth. And it was just like, I don't have to do all of this extra stuff. I can just be me and I can, you know, go about my day and enjoy my life. And if I want to reach out and help somebody, I can. But as far as somebody just fully depending on me, no, we don't have to do that. And it just became a thing. It's like, okay, this is good. This is a good place that I'm in. I am beautiful. Everything is going to be fine. And I am going to completely enjoy my day. Hi, I'm Sophia from Sydney. What I love about me is my curiosity, my determination, and my creativity. Um, I think because it's led me to find new things. It's led me to find the Love Live show as well um, and to push myself out of my comfort zone. They are three very impressive qualities, curiosity, determination, and creativity. Yes. How does that show up in your everyday life? I'm really interested in understanding how things work, so especially like in a psychological sense, I guess, like how emotions work and things like that. So I guess it leads me to do research and learn new things about myself. And um, in determination, I guess, like pushing myself and creativity, like I've started doing kind of an art thing on the side where kind of just do drawings for fun, but also, I guess, finding new ways to do things. If I have a problem, I'll like try and research how to fix it. Um, and I guess what I love about myself is that I'm independent as well. Well, I love creativity and I love yeah. anything to do with the arts. So I'm going to invite you if you're feeling bold, if you want to share some of your gorgeous drawings in the Love Life Tribe, we'd love to see them. But having said that, creativity is not just an arts thing, is it? As you said, no. it's a creative way of finding ways to solve problems that are occurring in everyday life. So it's a very cool skill or gift to have. So how did you come to find these qualities? Was it something that other people observed in you and started to say to you? Or was it something that you realized upon reflection? It was a bit of both. So I guess usually when um, 
I'm having a conversation with someone, I'll ask really detailed questions. I'll be like, oh, you're quite curious. Um, or in the way I think about things, they'll say, oh, we didn't think of it in that way. And I guess just reflecting on how I process information, it's like. You've recognized there's guess, a different way that you process to perhaps how a lot of other people process. Yeah, like I'm a very visual person, so I'll imagine it in my head. Like if anything anyone says, I'll just imagine it first and go, oh, okay, that's how it works. Would you say you're an yeah. empath? Um, I'm not too sure. I know I, I took that quiz and it said I was highly sensitive, um, but I guess I can't really, I can't really watch really violent movies or anything because I feel like it's happening to me. <laughs> um. Yes, you're an empath. Um, no, the reason I ask that is that when you described I'm very visual and when someone tells me something, I visualize it and then I get this moment of, oh, that's how it works or that's what's playing out or that's what it feels like. That's actually identical to what I do when I'm coaching. Oh, I see. And so that's something that will stay with you forever and will, I believe, in the future, continue to show up in even greater ways in your life because being able to have not just curiosity and creativity and determination and independence, but to have the ability to be able to connect on a deep level empathetically with another is a gift yeah. that the whole planet needs more of. So that's I encourage you to keep, <laughs> to add that to your list of things that you love about yourself. I love that I'm an empath. <laughs> Look, it does freak people out and I have in, in that it's only been oh, well, four years since I first talked about highly sensitive people or four and a half years and it's only been recently that I've actually shared that in my opinion the vast mm -hmm. majority if not everybody that is highly sensitive is also an empath. However, I feel that it's at different points of development. So everyone's got the ability, some have it naturally and they actually want to turn it off and they don't know how to turn it off with healthy boundaries, etc. There's also though those that want it, but they've shut it down because it's caused pain for them. They've done that subconsciously. But I do believe that everybody that is HSP is an empath on varying degrees of managing the skill and gift. So like everything, you know, what we love, we also can have it in the shadow side. Do you find that curiosity can get you in a bit of trouble sometimes? Yes, sometimes I get a bit curious and kind of ask questions that I don't really want to know the answer to, um, that I'm not really prepared to handle. I guess uh, determination, the flip side of determination could be stubbornness or yes, like controlling or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My boyfriend actually calls me stubborn sometimes and I just say, no, I'm determined. And he's like, that's just the positive spin you're putting onto it. That's gorgeous. Well, yeah, that actually what is what, in my opinion, self-love is about, is that we can – there's so many different avenues to enter into who we are and get to know who we are and learn to love who we are. There's many different ways that we can do that. But one of uh, – a tool or an exercise that I think is a very simple way is to start with what is it I love about me? And then recognize that everything is balanced. Everything is yin and yang, black and white, positive, negative. And so, you know, as we can be determined, we can too be stubborn. And so that enables us to own the shadow side, to own the dark side, to own what many people will find as unlovable and say, yeah, I can be stubborn. 
And I own that because I love that I'm determined. So therefore, I accept that I can be stubborn. And therefore, I can love that I can be stubborn because without stubborn, I can't be determined. That's right. (laughs) And that way, by recognizing like the shadow side, you get to love all of yourself. Exactly. Um, And then as we love that shadow side of ourselves, the beauty of that is that I find we then don't get triggered by other people as often if, you know, rarely, or there are no surprises when somebody says a finger-pointing derogative comment at, at us, it doesn't trigger a strong emotional reaction because we already know it and we've accepted it and we've loved it. So curiosity, determination, creativity, and independence. And we're adding onto that list today, empath. Yep. That's beautiful, Sophia. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thanks for having me on. Hi, my name's Pauline Duncan. I live in Wallen, a little town just uh, north of Melbourne. What I love about me is my journey of personal development. As I've hit little hurdles or big hurdles, especially in the recent years, um, I keep searching and, and working on me. And at the moment, I am trying to find me. I think from early childhood, I have lost me. And now after um, separating from a 22-year marriage with three young children and I take gone on my own, I am now discovering discovering me um, and starting to love the person that I am. Coming out of that relationship, how tough was that? Coming out of that relationship was, I guess, tough, but really, really good when I made the shift. Um very tough prior to that, but I had to work on some finding some inner strength back and loving myself enough that I know this is not right for me, nor is it right for my children. Um, and so then leaving it has been the best journey ever, um, as I've discovered more about myself and now on the journey of loving myself more, finding my, my true me, because I don't believe I've ever been really me. So, and then being able to give that to my kids. And being able to then model, well, modeling um, that we're okay by ourselves and finding that we have choices in our life and we need to follow our hearts, not what everybody else around us thinks. Or when you're stuck, we have a choice which way we go and which way we work with life. Uh, And so in that journey, um, that. I'm now studying life coaching and I'm loving it and I'm nearly completed and just all the contacts that I've made through that part of it, that all my three children I'm homeschooling myself now and that gives us so many different choices that I guess the square fits and I've never, I have never been a person, that's what I love about myself, never fit a mould. I've always had to be challenged with that because my upbringing, my environment, the people that I'm with, they all follow the if there is such a thing as a norm but in my world there seems to be a norm that you're meant to follow and I've never followed it um, even in my younger days as a child and that caused me many years of um, I guess guilt uh, anguish not, not being me so now I'm able to be free to be me so I'm you now discovering that and it's exciting as well as um, shifting some of those old beliefs that have been embedded for years and years and years and loving that I'm open-minded and 
understanding that this is a journey forward and it's exciting because it's all changing and shifting and, yeah. I can remember many times in my life where I capitulated and I went, okay, I'm just going to be like you guys because I wasn't like them in my perception. You know, it's, a, it's, it's just my perception. And so I modelled other people and it just never leads to happiness or peace when we are not authentic to ourselves, and now I'm watching my nearly 16-year-old who's going to learn lessons the tough way in life because she too is very much a, a free spirit and that it is something to really love about ourselves that we can be challenging a perceived institution or a perceived majority way of being and question that because so much of our life is not questioned. Yes. Did you have times in your life where you found it difficult where you were seeing a different picture of reality to what the majority of those around you were seeing? Always. And sometimes it was just more retreat and I don't say too much because you, over time of being, well, it was like I said, all the years I was a victim at school. My mother never thought I was to her standards when I did things against how she saw it. My siblings some of my siblings exactly the same. And today, at this day, when well, my mum's passed and on her deathbed, she forgave. She felt bad that she had treated me in such a way. But my siblings are still to this day in some ways, well, lots of ways, still do the same thing. But over time, I've learnt that I either stay in back and they're not the people that I share my true feelings with to some level. But now as I'm becoming more to me, now I'm going... Um, in little bits and even before um, I split, even before that, I start to just go, I just need little bits here and that. And they know that I'm very different to how they see things. So they either ostracize me or they judge me or I just go, well, you know what, that's their journey and that's how they perceive the world and that's okay. And I'm okay to be the way that I am and there's nothing wrong with that. Over my journey of life and the experiences I've had, then I've learnt to step up a little bit more. And I guess that's where my journey is now, is why I chose to talk to you about self-love is because that's a big one for me and majority of the population anyway, depending on where we are in life. Um, and I want to beat this. I, I want to be so in happiness with who I am and loving myself so much that it radiates out to others and I can give that to others and give that to my kids and say, it's okay to be you. Hi, I'm Linda from Tassie. What I love about me is the fact that I am finding my voice. How has yes, that come is. about? Um, through a number of events and circumstances and situations. But the biggest one for me is really through po the podcasting. Because congratulations, yeah. you've now launched your own podcast after we had a chat recently. <laughs> if you want to have a listen to Linda's podcast, check it out. It's called the Poetry Ponderings Podcast. And how's that going for you? That's certainly a big way of finding your voice. It is. It is. It's really helped me to connect to my own self and listen. listening to my voice back again is quite an interesting exercise as well because for a long time I haven't been comfortable expressing myself and really listening to what's really going on 
internally as well as externally. Because our words share so much about who we are. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So you've obviously done a lot of self-development to get to a point where you're prepared to go, all right, let's go down the rabbit hole. Let's see what I've got to say. Yes, a huge amount of self-development. I think especially a fairly rapid rapid movement over the last 12 months. So the launch date of my podcast actually was very symbolic for me because that was the date. 12 months from that date is when I left for the final time a very toxic, narcissist, abusive right. relationship. Yes. What a way so. to celebrate. Yes. Complete yes. freedom to have that yep. microphone to say whatever you want to say. Yes. That yeah. is wonderful. Congratulations. So how has life changed besides the podcast? How has life changed in finding your voice? It's about confidence and courage and really trusting my own wisdom and intuition as well. So another another small feat for me is a few nights ago I did my first Facebook Live. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, I've only ever done one of those. Oh. I really enjoyed it. I, I actually don't know why I haven't done more. So you've prompted me and reminded yeah. me yeah. to do more of those. It's crazy because it, it puts you in this really vulnerable, unedited, unprepared got to roll with the punches position and that's something that just opened up a complete courage for me definitely yeah um and I think even even through writing I would go back over and edit and re-edit and change this word and oh no that doesn't sound quite right but whereas if you're live there's no opportunity to do that so it really does mean that you have to dig deep it it is digging deep isn't it one of my tips is always get out of your head drop into your heart and remember Mm -hmm. that anybody Mm -hmm. that is watching or listening Mm -hmm. is doing Mm -hmm. so because they are in vibrational alignment with you and as an audience we want to see people succeed the Mm -hmm. default is not to see people fail People think they do, you know, they get all these reality shows and people hate the bad guys. But, well, there's the example. People hate the bad guys and love the good guys. They want to see genuine heart-centered people succeed. And so I always mm-hmm. say when people have the opportunity that they are, you know, if they're given the opportunity to present in any way in front of other people, and it doesn't matter whether you're talking to four mums at the school pickup where you're finding your voice or whether it's on a <laughs> podcast or on a stage – If you really drop into your heart, people know the truth and they respect Mm -hmm. that and they connect Mm -hmm. with that. And when there appears to be more at stake, you know, it's an illusion, but whether it's on a stage or a TV show or, or, or a podcast, whatever, people still want to see you succeed. They don't want to see you fail. We love seeing people succeed. And when we realize that that is the default setting, it can give us a greater sense of boldness or bravery to be able to Mm -hmm. find our voice Mm -hmm. and I know I listen to well actually I haven't had time to be listening to podcasts lately actually I haven't had time to listen to podcasts for about six months which is a shame because it's one of my favorite ways of learning however I know that I don't care about 
a lot of things that perhaps we would perceive people care about. I don't care about the audio quality. I don't care about the production. I yeah. care about yeah. the content. What is it mm-hmm. I'm hearing? What is it? What are the words? What is it mm-hmm. I'm learning? What am I being stimulated by? What am I laughing at? You know, what am I mm-hmm. enjoying? And I think as we find our voice and remember that people really are here to connect and not disconnect, we've mm-hmm. got it. We're home free. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And I had to deal with my, not only expressing my voice, but dealing with my own emotions and feelings around something like a Facebook Live, because I was caught up in this idea that it's, oh, it's just an ego stroking, attention seeking idea that all over social media and people are only doing it because they need to be seen and heard and why do we all need to be on social media and getting this really big resistance to that that. and then then when I did it I'm not I'm like no this is actually about me being vulnerable and getting courageous and confident and true to my heart and true to myself it's not about an attention it's not about how many people have viewed or watched or anything like how that. How many that, likes you get, how yeah. many shares you get. Yeah, it's not that oh, validation at all. No, it, it all went out the window. So um, I've managed to overcome a bit of that resistance as well, which has really been a big journey, journey in itself. Yeah. And, you know, I have yeah. to share that from day one of doing Love Life and now we've done, I don't know, over 230 episodes. Yep. Every, just about every single one, while the intent is often about answering questions or going into the, the group energy and feeling, well, hoping I'm feeling what it is that people are needing at this particular point, there's also a big underlying thing of, well, this is the wisdom I want to keep reminding myself of. You know? yeah. yeah. That I want yeah. to ask you, though, how mm-hmm. did it feel when you finished that Facebook live session where you really stepped up, found your voice, shared heart-centered vulnerability, had the courage. What did that feel like when you went, and I've nailed it? Exhilarating. (laughs) Completely. I was was in the afterglow. (laughs) I actually did it at about 9.30 at night and I I was pumped up for quite a while, while afterwards. And then some of the comments started coming through because it was actually um, like a, an intuitive reading and some of the comments started coming through and they're like, oh, that was bang on, that was spot on, that's so aligned with what's going on for me right now. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I believe or would you agree that this is self-actualization? This is what Maslow talks yeah. about at the very, very yeah. highest point of mm-hmm. his pyramid. Yeah, it, it, yeah. definitely self-actualization. So much self-actualization. That is the most amazing energy buzz through your body, isn't it? It's like Mm -hmm. every cell has been ignited with Mm -hmm. some sort of magic powder, stardust. Uh, It really is incredible. I love that you've been able to share that. That's so beautiful. The second thing I wanted to touch on, I've talked an awful lot over the years about who we give our power away to and not needing validation of self through others. Yet the reality is that there is always, there are always going to be times in life when we need validation external to ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
And yep. it often yep. is when we are making a stretch, when we are mm-hmm. wanting to achieve something, we're trying something new, such as a live Facebook post or a podcast. And mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. I need the validation from our listeners. I trust, mm-hmm. I connect, I feel and all of that. But if there was, if I had no comments, no emails, nothing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. I would think, okay, I'm either off the mark for what other people want or I am doing this for myself. So therefore I don't need to go to all of the expense and effort. I can actually just talk to myself. So we do need external validation and it's the encouragement to keep going. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Do you, Linda? No. And this is actually part of what I talked about on my Facebook Live is the fact that we have this really deep ancestral tribal community belonging sense that a lot of that's been watered down really has but it's still in our bones and it's still something that we we yearn for and need a sense of community and storytelling and collaborating together beautifully said absolutely because really our world is so tiny in terms mm-hmm. of who we would physically connect with and and if we look at it on a daily basis i mean there are many people that wouldn't have any physical contact with another mm-hmm. over a 24-hour period And yet you're right, we are, it's in our DNA, it's in our bones that we are Mm -hmm. tribal and Mm -hmm. that I couldn't have said it better myself. Congratulations on finding your voice. That's a beautiful story to share. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for everything because you've been such a big part of that without really even knowing probably. I didn't. No, I didn't. There we go. I'm being validated. Thank you, Linda. And you also are one of our patrons of, of the Love Life Show, and I want to thank you for that too. I'm very grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. I understand and recognize the the absolute hours of work that goes into into a podcast now and not only that, the amount of emotion that goes into it as well. It's a non-stop 24-hour thing that you're thinking about the yeah. whole time. Yeah. But I wouldn't yeah. want it any other way. I love that. No. I can't no. think of anything no. more that I'd like no. to be thinking about for 24 hours a day than than <laughs> interesting content or thought-provoking or new things yep. to learn or share mm-hmm. or feel. It's addictive. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's really addictive. Well, all the best with the Poetry Ponderings podcast. I look forward to checking that out. Hi, I'm Rosie from Bali. I love my compassion and my sensitivity. I think that, like you've always spoken about, Jane, it can be, um, if you don't understand it, it and almost be a curse to feel things so deeply. But once you, once you learn about it and understand it, it's actually the most beautiful gift that you can have. I'm so excited to hear you say that. I feel like my job is done. It is. It's so true. Oh, you know how many conversations, like tens of thousands of conversations over the years, introducing the concept of highly sensi- high sensitivity to people and then having them feel the initial amazing sense of relief that it's not just me, it's a kind of thing. And then the next reaction is often, well, how do I get rid of it? No, embrace it. And I say we've got to help you to understand it 
to manage it and the final stage is to embrace it because it is a gift. And these people look at me, like I do a lot of international summits on this where I'm a guest on this topic and I can see the speaker's face looking at me, the, the interviewer's face looking at me and it kind of going, it's really a gift? And I'm going, yeah, it is. It is a gift, I promise you. And so many people don't believe it is. So until they get to this point that you're at and you've said it, yay. When I'm so grateful to have it. Like it, 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 because it makes the good feelings, you feel the good feelings, you feel the love so deeply as well. Like it's, it's on both ends of the scale. That's beautiful. Absolutely love that you've said that. That's fantastic. So how tough has your journey been to get to this point as a highly sensitive person? It's been pretty difficult um, because I wasn't aware of it. It wasn't until about four years ago when I started listening to Love Life, actually, that I just became open to and consciously aware. Before that, I was kind of sound asleep, like most people. So once learning about it, and I remember as a teenager, a psychologist said to me, you're, you're highly sensitive, and I don't know what it was. I just kind of disregarded it. But once... And, and again, it's still very painful when, when hurt or fear comes up because, again, you do, you feel so deeply and you're just so emotional, but you've just got to hold yourself and give yourself love and self-compassion and know that this too shall pass and then you find the gifts out of it. So it's been a roller coaster. I'm not going to lie, but I think I'm so grateful to have it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Well, that's fabulous because if you do decide one day that you want to have children, it's highly likely, as you know, it's a, it's an inherited gene so it's highly likely that you'll have highly sensitive children and uh, and that's exciting because as I've shared in many podcasts my children that are now 18 and nearly 16 both highly sensitive I'm excited that they inherited that from me yet let's go back 16 years ago when I realized that my oldest two had this trait I was horrified That was the last thing I wanted her to inherit. So it's exciting when we can get to a point of embracing it and really understanding it for the gifts that it brings. So I love that you love that about yourself. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing, Rosie. Of course. Thank you. I'm Ella Whitaker and I'm a Kiwi. Um, So I'm from New Zealand and I'm currently traveling. So I've been in the UK and traveling Europe for four months. The things I love about me would be my courage, my curiosity, nurturing and caring nature, and my strong sense of values and yeah. What are some of those values? I guess just being true to myself and not I don't know because I do worry about what other people think continuing to learn how to put that aside I think that we all worry about what other people think yeah I think it's in varying degrees of how much it controls our behavior our lives you know I was the biggest person that worried what other people thought for decades And so the flip side, in contrast, it would be very easy for me to flippantly say, oh, I really don't care what anybody else thinks. Well, actually, that's almost narcissistic. And that's actually not the truth. I do care what other people think. What I don't do now is give my power away as easily as I did to others. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's what you're saying is that in contrast to how 
you used to be, the self-development that you've done has got you to a place where I don't care as much or it's not ruling my life or it's not changing my behaviour. Yeah, yeah. Caring what other people think, I would say 99.9% of our listeners either have that challenge or have had that challenge or will have that challenge again in the future. It's a biggie. It's a biggie for heart-centred people. And one of the things that you said you loved about yourself also was your nurturing and caring way of being. And so that goes hand in hand with caring about other people and what they think. So it is a real balancing act, isn't it? It's a juggling act to get that right. Yes. I think one of the things I'll always say to my clients is, who are you giving your power away to? Mm. You know, qualify who you're giving it away to. If it's the person that you've known for all the five seconds and you're giving your power away to them, that's actually not healthy because we are not filtering who we entrust our hearts, our sensitivity, our caring nature. You know, I'll often have people say, people take advantage of me. And that's because, again, that giving the power away to somebody that's perhaps not worthy of having that power in their hand. So it's qualifying, is it? You know, whereas if you give your power away, so to speak, to to a partner, to a parent, to children, to best friends, that's kind of different. As long as they're respecting and loving you and they've they, you know, have the intent of wanting you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. Yeah. Definitely. So what are some of the ways that courage and curiosity have played out in your life? Currently I'm living out of my backpack, so I'm just doing a combination of travel and work at the moment, and I'm kind of working when I need to and traveling the other parts, and yeah, it's all very exciting. It is exciting, and your curiosity has obviously led you there, but it's the courage that actually steps into that zone, isn't it? Yeah, I think the most was like the initial, like leaving that safety of home and that um, all the expectations around, like I just finished my degree, I only had six months, um, like experience um, in my, um, as as an occupational therapist at home. Um, And so like leaving all that behind, and getting on a plane, that I think that was when it was the most, most required. I hope these wonderful stories shared by the Love Life tribe of what it is that they most love about themselves have inspired you to dig a little deeper, have a look at yourself and start to celebrate the magnificence of you. Now, we would love to continue to ask for your support to keep the show going. If you would like to become a patron of The Love Life Show, then please head to patreon.com forward slash show, where you can become a supporter for as little as 25 cents per episode. Or alternatively, you can help support the show by sharing it with your friends or those that you feel may benefit from hearing these episodes. Until next week, have an amazing week really feeling your magnificence. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening